We are ready to go into the word of the Lord this morning. As I said, we're not going to go to the book of Mark, at least not today. But uh, as I was as I was praying uh, yesterday and even late into the night last night, I, I really felt like the Lord directed me um, to, to just talk to the church from my heart about something. Um, it, it's not anything new. It's not anything we haven't talked about before. But I just want to, again, reassure you of some things here this morning. So let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. And we're going to begin with verse number 3. Genesis 37 and verse 3. Genesis 37 verse 3. Familiar story uh, to most of us, but uh, as I like to say, Jesus used the familiar to drive points home to us and help us to understand. Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, could not speak peaceably unto him. Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? Amen. So we, we know this story of Joseph and the dreams that he had. And uh, what, what I want to talk to you about today, obviously we know the rest of the story. I'm not talking about a Bible story you're not already familiar with. But the fact of the matter is that uh, here was a man that God gave great promises to. And, and God told him great things were going to come to pass. But after he had his dream and after he shared his dream and he made his dream, his vision available and made it known and made it public that's when the real attack came and that's when things started 
falling apart. But can I tell you before I even get into this message because I feel it so strong right now. Let me tell you Joseph didn't stop dreaming just because things looked bad. In fact I want to tell you he had one dream brother Hilton. He had one dream but when things started coming to pass he just started dreaming bigger. His first dream said my brethren are going to bow down. But when everything started falling apart then he said it's not just going to be my brethren but mom and daddy are going to join in them. My dreams are not going to die. My dreams are not going to fall apart. Uh, my dreams are going to get bigger in, the sp- in spite of this crisis. Amen, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. So I want to preach to you for a little while today about distracted from the dream. We don't want to get distracted from the dream God's given us. Amen. I don't care what's happening in the world around us, saints of God. We're going to do our best over the next several weeks to stay focused on what God has said he's going to do. Praise God. Amen. Let's everybody take a moment. Let's pray together. Let's ask God to speak to our hearts right now. Everybody, let's talk to the Lord. We need you. Would you just take a moment and worship the Lord? I feel his presence so strong right now. I hope you're feeling it at home. I feel the presence and power of God right now. God wants to assure the truth, church. Amen. We're not going to lose our dreams. Amen. We're not going to lose the things God has said to us. Oh, praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. To those that are here in the congregation, you can be seated. If you're standing up at home, you can be seated too. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God, praise God. Joseph knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, amen, that no matter how difficult it looked, amen, his dreams would come to pass. Do you understand the improbability of the fulfillment of Joseph's dreams? Do you understand how impossible it appeared to everyone else that what Joseph was dreaming could really happen? Amen, his brethren hated him. His brethren despised him. And the very idea that one day they would be on their faces at his feet was absolutely ridiculous when you look at it from a logical standpoint. But Joseph knew this. His dreams were not self-generated. His dreams were not because he'd had some Chinese carry out the night before. His dreams didn't come, amen, just from some whimsical fantasy that he had as a young boy. But when Joseph woke up that first morning, and uh, after seeing his brother's sheaves bow, Joseph knew I have heard from God. God just made me a promise uh, and when God says it, it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Doesn't matter how difficult it appears. Doesn't matter how improbable it seems. It doesn't matter how impossible others tell you it's going to be. I'm going to tell you there was an assurance in the heart of Joseph that whatever God said, God was big enough to do. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you, that's an, that's an attitude that every one of us need to get a hold of this morning. Amen. This was the attitude of Abraham. Listen to Romans chapter 4 and verse number 21. Romans chapter 4 and verse 21 says this. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. This is what Abraham knew. And understand, again, this is another one of those impossible, improbable promises uh, that it just looked like there's no way an old man, an old woman uh, beyond their prime of life, uh, a woman who was beyond the years of being able to bear children. And, and by the time the promise happened, Abraham himself was beyond the ability to produce offspring. But I'm going to tell you, there was something in Abraham's spirit that said, I I know this much uh, whatever God promises he's big enough uh, and he's strong enough uh, and he's faithful enough uh, that when God says it uh, it's going to come to pass being fully persuaded I like that fully persuaded no question about it no doubt in Abraham's mind uh, that whatever God promised uh, God is able to perform. Truth Church, let me tell you this morning, amen, I know as we're sitting in our homes and we're scattered across this metropolitan area and we're looking at all kinds of orders from the government, I know that while you're sitting there, the devil can put it in your mind that everything we've been talking about, we started out this year declaring our vision, talking about what God was going to do, amen, how God was going to help us, how God was going to come through and add to the church. I want to tell you, coronavirus can't stop the promises of God. There's not a thing, amen, that anybody can do that can get in God's way. I am fully persuaded today that whatever God promises, he is able also to perform it. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. In fact, I just tell you, I feel so much faith here this morning. I, 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 just, I just feel like, I feel like Joseph. Amen. I shared one dream with the church that this is what we're shooting for. This is what we're looking for God to do. I, I just feel, Brother Albritton, I feel like right now I'm going to increase my dream. I'm going to increase my vision. I'm not going to let situations and circumstances cause me to start doubting God or questioning what the Lord said I don't care how empty the building is right now I'm telling you the saints of God are going to come through this vibrantly we're going to see people pray through we will baptize people in Jesus name once again every promise of God is yay and it's amen everything God told us is going to come to pass and rather than kowtow amen rather than give up Rather than grow discouraged, amen, rather than throw in the towel, rather than walk away, rather than downsize, Brother Goff, I'm not going to back down and say, oh, well, you know, we, we, we've got less than 10 people are here this, today, and, and, and this probably is what we're going to be. I'm not going to downsize my dream. I'm going to increase it, if anything. I'm going to start believing God for bigger things. I'm going to start believing God for better things. I'm challenging you, saints of God. Let's raise our expectations let's stand in the gap let's put our faith to work today and start believing God's going to turn everything around and use this for his good 
Amen. Amen. If God promises it, God's able to fulfill it. You hear me? When God gave me the vision for what he wants for this church, he knew full well coronavirus was coming. He wasn't caught off guard by any of this. God wasn't surprised by anything that happened. God knew they were going to limit crowd size. God knew they were going to issue stay-at-home orders. God had all of that already in his plan. And in spite of all that, God said, this is what I'm going to do for the truth church. Amen. I'm going to give you revival. I'm going to restore the years. Amen. That the locust and the canker worm and the palmer worm has eaten. I'm going to give you back everything you've lost. And I'm going to add to it. I'm going to send you the former rain and the latter rain together. Listen to me saints I'm telling you God knew all this was coming before he ever made a promise and don't ever forget one of my favorite verses Ephesians 3 and 20 says this now unto him that is able to do exceedingly unto him that is what able that is what able he's what I hope you're shouting it at home. I hope you're hollering it at home. I hope somebody out there is saying it with us. God is able. What's he able to do? He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works. Now listen, listen. The power that works not in the church building. Oh, hallelujah. Has anybody noticed that? It's not based on how much power there is flowing in these four walls. But God's able to do it according to the power that works in us. Oh, let's keep the power flowing, saints of God. Let's stay on our knees. Let's stay on our faces. Let's keep on talking in tongues. Let's keep on working for God. I'm telling you, as we allow the power of God to work in our lives, things are going to get better and better and better. Amen. Because that's how God works. Amen. Abraham was so convinced He was so convinced that God was going to keep his promises. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, tried, offered up Isaac. He offered up Isaac. And he that hath received, had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. I'm telling you, that's kind of the way I feel today. Amen. Brother Jaheem, that's kind of the way I'm feeling right now. Having to tell people you can't come to church this weekend. I really feel like I've laid my, my, my only begotten son on an altar. I feel like I've, I've, I've laid it out there. But I'm telling you, I'm giving it to God. And there was something in the heart of Abraham. I don't believe he was discouraged. I don't believe he was hanging his head. I, I, I don't believe, amen, that he was ready to quit as he was walking up that mountain. Amen. Because here's what, here's what the, the apostle said. Read on. Of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed yeah. be called. Abraham, this is your promise. You're about to give up your promise. You're about to, to sacrifice your promise. But listen to this. According, accounting that God accounting was that able God to raise him up. Was able. Even from the dead. he had to. 
if he had to. Oh, I love this. Amen. I love this. Abraham said, I'm not worried about this. My dream may have to die, but when it does, it doesn't negate God's promise. If God has to, God will raise this boy up from the dead. I'm telling you, that's what God's going to do. Oh, I feel this today. That's what God's going to do for the truth church. We may be looking like everything's dead today. We may feel like our promise is on the altar and the knife is in our hands. But look up, saints of God. I hear a rustling in the thicket. I hear a noise. Amen. Just over yonder. God's got something waiting for us. God's got something. He's going, oh, hallelujah. He's about to do for us. And if necessary, God will raise it up from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Why did he feel that way? He said, from whence also he received him in a figure. Amen. You understand what, 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 the, what the apostle's saying? Physically, when it came to reproduction, Sarah's body was dead. When it came to reproduction, Abraham's body was dead. And so Abraham had this kind of logic. If, if we got this promise from death, God can give it to us again from death. It's not any harder for him to raise it up. Amen. It's not any harder for God to raise it up than he was, than it was for him to create it in the first place. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody today. Amen. I hope I'm helping somebody today. I know that Joseph faced a lot of problems. Joseph had a lot of things that were vying for his attention. He could have easily gotten distracted. Amen. He could have easily just wandered away and felt like God had forgotten him and had forsaken him but I'm going to tell you something amen there was something working in the heart of Joseph in fact this is just me this is my opinion take it for what it's worth but I kind of got a feeling that all those years he was down there in that prison languishing amen I think there was still a memory of a dream I think that's why when, when the butler and the baker came to him, amen, and Joseph looked at one and said in three days, uh, Pharaoh's going to take your head off. And he told the other three days, you're going to be back serving Joseph as his butler one more time, amen. But then he said to the butler, remember me. Remember me. Brother Goff, why did Joseph want Pharaoh to know about him? I'm going to tell you, I believe it's because Joseph knew there's going to come something out of all this. There's still going to be a day my brothers are going to bow down. There's still going to be a day. Amen. Mom and daddy's going to bow down. Amen. Just remember me when you get before Pharaoh because God gave me a promise years ago. I've had to go through a lot of things. I had to be sold as a slave. I had to be lied on by Potiphar's wife. I've had to be in this prison for all these years. But I'm telling you, God made me a promise. And the promises of God are not weaker today than they were when he made them they're going to happen they're going to come to pass now, why was it so important was it just because God wanted Joseph to be able to one day sit on a throne and look at his brothers on their faces was that, was that what God had in mind no no listen saints of God oh I feel this this morning I feel this this morning 
The promises of God were not just for Joseph. It was that God was going to use Joseph to help others and to bless others. Listen to Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass... As it is this day. Listen, listen. I know, I know, brothers. I know you had evil intent. I know what you were thinking in your mind. I know it wasn't good. I understand that. But I want to tell you, you weren't the ones uh, that were really involved in all of this. Uh, God was the one who was setting everything up. Hear me, truth church. Uh, I don't care what else is going on. You can blame this virus on the devil if you want to. And I don't mind if you do. But I'm going to tell you, the devil couldn't have done it if God had not allowed him to do it and if God allowed him it's because God's got another plan God's going to use it somehow God's going to do something for his good in the midst of all of this turmoil and trouble God's going to do something wonderful listen to what he said he said God meant it for good to bring to pass to bring to pass as it is as it this is day. this day I love this to save to much people save alive. much people alive Joseph said it wasn't just for me it wasn't about my ego it wasn't so I could have servants waiting on me hand and foot and everybody would talk about how wonderful Joseph is I want to tell you why God did it because God said out of Egypt I'm going to feed this world I'm going to put a man in a position he's going to reach the surrounding areas he's even going to reach into other nations there's going to be supply that comes from the fulfill hallelujah I hope somebody's hearing what I'm saying amen there's gonna be supply that comes from this uh, fulfillment of promise uh, that's gonna benefit so many I'm telling you truth church uh, God's promises to us uh, have never just been about us having a nice building uh, or having comfortable pews uh, or building uh, amen next door but the promises God gave uh, are because God wants to reach down uh, and do something for this city and for the surrounding areas and for our state and for our nation and for countries across the world it's not just a promise for us hallelujah amen it's not just a promise for us because God rarely does anything For the sake of just one individual. God's always looking at a bigger picture. Oh. I'm telling you every time. God has sent a preacher through this place. Every time a man of God. Has stood behind this pulpit. Every time a promise has gone forth. God wasn't just looking. At the truth church of Olathe. He wasn't just looking. Amen. At this little corner of this city. I'm telling you. God was looking at something much larger. Much bigger. God's got a bigger picture in mind. You understand, when God sent the revival at Azusa Street, we often talk about the Azusa Street revival. But it wasn't just an Azusa Street revival. Because it didn't stay on Azusa Street. It spread throughout the nation. There were people, and you got to understand, back then they didn't have planes. They didn't have the kind of transportation that we have. They didn't have the big jets like we've got. Maybe that's the way I should say it. 
They didn't have the key. You know how they got from one continent to another? By ship. Months at sea. But I'm telling you, that revival that shook Azusa Street spread, the fame of it spread around the world. And people got on ships and sailed to Los Angeles, California to see it for themselves. I'm here to tell you when God started shaking this nation at Azusa Street, when God poured out his spirit on January the 1st, 1901 in Topeka, Kansas, God wasn't just looking at Topeka. And God wasn't just looking at Los Angeles when he started pouring out his spirit on Azusa Street. I'm telling you, God rarely does it just for one person or one individual. Saints of God, let us recognize today and let us lay hold of some promises that go so far beyond us. That's why God's going to keep his word. That's why God's going to do what he said he would do because it's not just about us. I'm telling you, God's going to do some great things. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm not really going exactly like my notes had for me to go, but, but I'm preaching what I feel here this morning. Amen. I got another verse here. John chapter 9, verse 3. Listen, listen to what Jesus said about the blind man. The disciple said, who sinned? Was it this man or his parents? And here was the answer that Jesus gave. Jesus answered, neither hath this, neither man, hath sinned, this man sinned, nor his, parents, nor his parents, but that the works of God here's be made why. manifest in him. Because I want the works of God to be made manifest in him. Truth Church, what a blessed people we are. For some reason, God looked down at us. For some reason, God loved us enough that he said, I want the works of God to be manifest in them. Oh, listen, don't feel bad about what's going on. Don't get discouraged because you're sitting at home today. I'm telling you, just wait until it turns around. Just wait until everything else takes place. Amen. Brother Brandon Hilton called or texted us yesterday. He spent the day yesterday teaching Bible studies. Sent us a picture of a man kneeling at an altar seeking the Holy Ghost. Said, I'm going back tomorrow to baptize him in Jesus' name. Listen, church, this is our hour. This is our moment. The devil's not going to win in the midst of all this if we just won't get distracted from the dream. Let's get our eyes focused on what God said he's going to do when you start feeling down, remember the dream. When you start feeling lonely, remember the dream. When you start feeling discouraged, remember the dream. Don't get distracted from what God said. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We've read it and read it. Proverbs 29, 18. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to wrap this up fairly quickly here. I really am. I, I told some folks this morning I wasn't going to preach long, so I'm not going to lie to them today. I really am going to quit here in just a few moments. But, oh, I feel this so strong. I feel this so strong today. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I feel this in my spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, we, we've talked about this word vision, and, and I pointed out to you that, you know, some translations really put the, the visionary, 
Amen. Whatever it is, it still boils down to the fact there's got to be a vision. But can I tell you, when I got to looking at the word, there's another way that you can, you can interpret this word. Not just vision, but dream. Where there is no dream, that's when people perish. Can I tell you, that's what I came to say to the truth church today. That is my message to the body of Christ that's listening online and those that are gathered here in this building today. My message to you is this. If we lose our vision, that's when we're going to perish. But as long as we don't get distracted from the dream, as long as we keep on remembering, I'm telling you, at your lowest moment, you know what you ought to do? You ought to conjure up a picture in your mind of that billboard sitting out in the foyer of a brand new building and say it's not just for us. God's interested in Lenexa. God's interested in Shawnee. God's interested in Mission. God's interested in Edgerton. God's interested in Gardner. God is not just looking at us, but he's looking to manifest his works from this place. And there is no danger of us perishing as long as we've got a dream. As long as we have got a dream. Hallelujah. Oh, let's praise the Lord. Everybody right now. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to skip over some of this. I really am going to try to try to bring it down to a close. I want you to go down by the golf Acts chapter 16. Amen. Beginning with verse number 9, Acts 16. Oh, Jesus. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Yeah, so there... what, what would you call a vision in the night? A dream. So Paul had a dream. And what was the dream? And there stood a man of Macedonia. A man. And prayed him, saying. Macedonia, who's saying to him. Come over into Macedonia come, and come help us. Come to Macedonia us. and help us. We need you, Paul. Paul had a dream. There's got to be a church in Macedonia. There's got to be a church in Macedonia. Verse 10. And after he had seen the vision. When he had that dream. Immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. He didn't waste any time. He said, I'm going to pursue that dream. I'm not going to let anything distract me. He said, come on, Silas, pack your bags. We're headed somewhere. We're going somewhere. Amen. It's time to move on and do something for God. Amen. Come on, Silas. Let's go. So they did. They're focused on the dream. Amen. After he'd seen the vision, immediately. What? We endeavored to go into Macedonia. Assuredly, gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach. We knew. The gospel. We knew we had heard the voice of God in that dream. Amen. So they went to Macedonia and they started preaching. Now they're there with a dream, but not everybody's happy about them being there. And they started having some problems. And next thing you know, the devil is hot on their trail, following close in their footsteps. And a devil-possessed woman starts crying out behind them. These men are men of the Most High God. Hear you then? There's nothing wrong with what she's saying. 
But Paul picked up on her spirit and recognized she might be saying something that's true right now, but if people start believing her, she's liable to lead them the wrong way. Hallelujah. That's the problem with following some of these false prophets. You know, they're kind of like a broken clock. They're, they might be right twice a day, but they're going to be wrong all the rest of the day. And that's where you get in trouble. Amen. So Paul knew. So he cast the devil out of her. Well, the city was upset. They didn't like it. Amen. Now remember, he was there because of a dream. He didn't just decide to go there. God gave him a dream and told him to do it. And so he cast the devil out of this girl. A lot of people making money off of her. So they just lost their jobs, Brother Goff. They're in a situation now where a whole lot of people are unemployed. They're in a situation right now where things are not really looking all that good. And you know why they're that way? Because a man was pursuing his dream. A man was pursuing his dream. So here's what they did to him. Verses 23 and, uh, through 25. Listen. And when they had laid, many, had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Uh-huh. Who, have, who having received such a charge, yes. thrust them into the inner prison. And made their feet fast in the stocks. All right, now stop right there. Do you understand what happened? Let me put it this way. They got a stay-at-home order. <laughs> I mean, they didn't just put them. I saw somebody, somebody was sharing a, a diagram of their house and said, I'm just looking at the map to try to find a weekend trip to make. Paul and Silas, they didn't just put them in prison. They put them in the inner prison. I mean, that's like solitary confinement. Kind of like some of you are going to feel in just a few days. So here they are, locked up, chained. They can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. But they didn't sit there and start feeling sorry for themselves. See, they were there. Pursuing a dream. And the stripes they got on their backs didn't distract them from their dream. And the stocks that were put on their hands didn't distract them from the dream. And the rats that were running over their feet didn't distract them from the dream. And the stench of that prison didn't distract them. I hope somebody's hearing me right now. Amen. It didn't bother them that they're locked up in one little place and can't go anywhere. I'm going to tell you how they dealt with their distraction. Amen. This was their reaction to distraction. Verse 25. And at midnight. And at the darkest moment when it seemed like there's no hope. Here's what they did. Paul and Silas. Prayed and, and they sang praises unto God. Unto God. And, and you know what? Earth. Here's what happened. Amen. They said we may be in a stay-at-home order, but they can't stop us from worshiping God. They can't stop us from praying where we are. We may have our hands chained up, but our mouths are still open, and we can use them to worship God. And they prayed and they sang praises <laughs> unto God. 
And all the lost folks who are also in their stay-at-home order. Oh, I feel this today. All the neighbors around them that were in their stay-at-home order realized there's something different about these guys. We've been cussing the jailer. We've been fussing about being here. We've been trying to scream we're innocent. We've been trying to figure out a way to get out of this. But here's a couple of guys that said we're going to make the most of this situation and we're not going to stop doing what we know we got to do. We got a dream. God sent us here to build a church and this prison is not going to stop us and these stocks are not going to stop us and these stripes are not going to stop us we're going to build a church oh saints of God I feel like God put this on my heart for this church today I'm telling you there's a reason why we are where we are don't miss this opportunity don't miss this chance amen lift your voices amen sing unto God God, praise the name of the Lord. Take advantage of every moment to remember the dream. We are on a mission. God has called us to do a job. And even in the midst, amen, of COVID-19, even in the midst of a stay-at-home order, I'm here to tell you, we have not lost sight of the dream God gave us. And we're going to use what's before us as building tools so you know what happened when Paul and Silas refused to let that stay at home order keep them from doing what they knew God wanted them to do do you know what happened their captor became their convert well hallelujah well hallelujah they went from being held in chains to holding church I'm telling you, saints of God, this has got to be our attitude right now. This has got to be our focus right now. Amen. Let's not lose sight of what God has promised us. In fact, I was talking this morning to Brother Joshua. Amen. The new system that we're using with all of this. He he said we ought to get a theme of some kind. Amen. And and he wanted to know a theme for today's message. And I said, you know, I think it'd be better if we just put a theme on every scripture we use going forward. And and I want to tell you, I haven't, I don't think in all of this time I haven't announced a theme for this year that I can remember maybe I did and and if I did I forgot but I want to tell you I felt a theme this morning I said we're just going to call this the year of harvest amen the year of harvest I don't care what's happening right now I don't care what it looks like right now I refuse to be distracted from the dream I refuse to lose sight of the reason God put us in this city in the first place I tell you what, Brother Hilton, let's just get together when we can. Amen. And let's lift our voices and sing praises to God. Brother Goff, we may have to do it over FaceTime, but let's find some opportunities to hold some prayer meetings. Let's do what we can to turn our homes into churches and let everybody around know not everybody's depressed, not everybody's discouraged, not everybody's down. But there's a group of people that have not been distracted from the dream God gave us. Hallelujah. Musicians come. Amen. John chapter 4, 
Verse 35 is the last one on that list. I've skipped over a lot today. John 4, verse 35. Amen. John 4 and 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come up the harvest. Yeah. Behold, I say unto you, say unto you lift, up your eyes lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Look on the fields. For they are white They're already white. to harvest. They're white. Jesus said, look, guys, amen, don't lose sight of why we're here. Do you know when this verse, this is John chapter 4. You know what was going on in John chapter 4? You know what was happening in John chapter 4? This is where Jesus met with the woman at the well. The woman that the disciples didn't want anything to do with. Because she was a Samaritan. And they'd gone into the city against their wishes really. Because they were so prejudiced to get meat for the master. And when they came back he was talking to this woman. She ran off. Do you know what she did? She went back into the city and said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. I just believe, Brother Goff, I believe, this is me, but I believe, I believe, based on the way this chapter is written, that at that moment in John 4 and 35, when Jesus is saying to the disciples, don't say harvest is still four months away. Don't say that. But he said, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Because they're white right now to harvest. And then he goes on to talk to them about making this great harvest. Reaping this harvest. And the very next verse then is verse 39. And it says, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. I want to tell you what was going on. I believe. This is my opinion. But I believe at the moment that Jesus told the disciples, lift up your heads and look on the fields. I think there was, at that moment, they could see the crowds coming out of that city as they were walking. Amen. Coming to hear what the master had to say. Amen. He's saying, disciples, you're thinking if we can just get out of Samaria, if we can get out of this place, we can finally have revival. But I'm telling you, let's have revival in Samaria. Area. Let's have revival where we are. We may not like our situation. We may not like our surroundings. We may not like what's going on right now. But truth church, I'm going to tell you, I refuse to get distracted from the dream God gave me. We're going to build a church by the help and grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's everybody take a, a, a few moments and talk to the Lord right now. I, I, want you to, I want you to reach out to God. If you're listening online today and you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, I want to tell you, the Bible says you need to repent of your sins. Amen. Ask God to forgive you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what your past is. Right there where you're at, you can ask God to forgive you and he'll reach down in your home and grant you pardon. Amen. And then Peter said, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. We'll find a way to do it. If you've never gone down in water in Jesus' name, you got to do it and we'll help you. Amen. And then he said, you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because this promise is to you and to your children and to everybody that's afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call right there in your home right there where you're sitting you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost repent of your sins lift your hands
hands reach out to God in faith the Holy Ghost will come on you I feel in my spirit right now somebody's feeling something you hadn't felt before you're feeling something you hadn't recognized before that's the power of God that's the Holy Ghost that's God's spirit on your life right now if you'll yield to it if you'll let him have his way you're going to start speaking words you don't even understand don't stop it don't think it's strange that's God's way of showing you he's taking control of your life right now you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost saints of God I'm asking you I'm asking you right where you're at in your homes please don't turn it off please don't stop it right now take some time and pray amen pray for folks that are listening pray for people that are troubled pray for people that are hurting pray for sinners that are lost pray for backsliders amen that God would reach them right now let's pray together let's lift our voices together let's cry out to God together oh Jesus God help us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. I'm telling you, you can get everything you need from God right where you're at today. Everything you need, you can get from God right where you're at today. You don't have to be in a church building. You don't have to be a man in a setting with a congregation. But right where you are, the Spirit of God. Amen. In fact, the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit filled the house where they were sitting. It was a house that they were in when the Holy Ghost fell hallelujah I'm telling you I believe God's trying right now to pour his spirit out on some people if you'll just yield amen to what you're feeling oh let's worship God let's worship God as our singers sing again let's worship God <laughs>